Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief, a business podcast brought to you by Emprise Bank, now serving your business needs in Kansas City and giving you almost near free money. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger of J. Rieger & Co., joined by my wonderful and very handsome colleague, Thank you. Matthew Basinger of Swellspark. And we're in the Let It Fly Media Studios. Today, we have an awesome guest for you, Laura Lee Jones of Lion Share Marketing. Laura Lee, or as your employees call you, Jonesy. Correct. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Jonesy, thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, so marketing is one of those big words that can mean all sorts of different things. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah, what, what do you do? What does do? your company do? Let's answer <laughs> so, both. No, okay. Um, so I am the CEO and founder. Uh, my primary role at Lionshare is um, strategic accounts and business development. And what we do is re- there's really three things we do at Lionshare. So one, we build big, giant databases for the healthcare industry. We mm-hmm. primarily serve the healthcare industry. Oh. So we take all of their patient data, financial data, any kind of data they have that they want to put together and merge and identify every individual in their market area. So we do that. And then the second thing we do is we add software on top of that data. So we can do analytics, um, understand who is in their market area so we can communicate to them. And then we deploy communications or marketing communications. And then on the back end, we measure all of that communication. So we see if we're communicating to Laura Lee, is she actually coming in and doing, um, visiting our doctors, coming in, using our emergency room, bringing her daughter to an orthopod or orthopedic surgeon for mm-hmm. her knee or something like that. And then the third part of Lionshare is the, the, the team. So we have a very smart team of individuals that understand all of those things, how the data works, how the deployments work, how the ROI studies work, mm-hmm. and then strategize with our clients to have successful marketing campaigns uh, in the healthcare world. Sure. And, and so to take it back a little bit, you know, Annie and I have been running our businesses collectively for five, six years apiece. Um, you've been doing this for a bit longer than that. Yep. How did you get started, you know, and, and when you got started, was was kind of healthcare always your focus or how did you how did you get to where you are? So really good question. So Lionshare's been around 25 years and it really was a fluke how I got into this business. I actually was um, went to school in Madison, Wisconsin. My degree is psychology and social work. I was living in Boston with my husband at the time and we moved to Kansas City because he wanted to start a business here. Um, in the rail industry, doing electronic engineering for the rail industry. So he and a couple of buddies started a company many years ago. And of course, I came. We were married. And at that time, I wanted to be a dog trainer. I had done all the psychology and social work I wanted to do. And we couldn't make any money with me being a dog trainer. So I got hired at a firm that's very similar to Lionshare in Kansas City and worked there just shy of 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then I was fired on a Friday. And so I walked out, and I think I cried about 24 hours because I'm usually not a person that gets fired from teams. And then I started Lion Share for four days later. And then I took the lion's share of the business with me because I've been there almost 10 years. So that's how I got the name. All right. This is doing it a long time, although it seems like yesterday. The most important question of the day if you had to have a Wisconsin accent or a Boston accent, which do you think is the better accent? I would have to pick that Wisconsin accent. (laughs) That's fair. Thanks for humoring me. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how that has anything to do with business, but okay, we'll just keep going with it. 
Um, so uh, on the marketing side and with a marketing company, it's a services-based firm. You know, we have a very lot of people much. on here that are very oriented with products yep. and what they do. Sort of describe, you know, more or less the business oversight as to what goes into it and how your cost structure is so completely different than what someone who makes a product looks like, your targets, your KPIs, yep. et cetera, in order to make sure that you guys are, you've done it right for 25 years. So sort of what are you really looking at? So we really, our product, if you will, um, we really, I agree we're a service-based company, but our product is the subscription to our CRM software. So we build these databases, which is really not a product. It's a service thing. But on top of that, we put the software, which is a product. So then we um, have a subscription base for our software. And then the other part of the service are the people hours, the, the man and woman hours for servicing the account. So did that answer that Yeah, sure. Question? I mean, it sort, of, it sort of leads to another then, side. Are, okay, of, go ahead. Of, you know, software and is really that recurring revenue model. Correct. So sort of talk about your split between what you try to target as your recurring revenue model, how long people really stay. You know, a customer is paying yep. for an average of 18 months, yep. 18 years. Sort of what's um, that look like? Well, we have... And I won't knock on the table because I know that's going to upset this microphone. The but table we, is wood, though. I, that's what she's I know. About. That's why I'm saying that. Um, our customers, we try to keep customers for um, a year minimum, but on average, um, we have huge retention of customers and also our employees. Um, I have customers that I have from 25 years. So on average, I would say our contracts are 18 months to three years mm-hmm. on average. So we're always looking for recurring revenue and probably the percentage of recurring revenue versus, you know, one and done projects, um, probably 80%. That's great. Recurring revenue. Wow. I mean, that's a guess, maybe 75. Yeah. And have you seen sort of I don't of do a, the financials. <laughs> I just look at the net net numbers. Have you seen a difference in your customer base during 2020 being such a bizarre year of one-time projects versus... Yeah, recurring revenue model? Yeah. Um, no, fortunately for us, 2020 is a very good year. So because we're in healthcare and mm-hmm. it is a COVID year, the hospitals that we do marketing for and communications for needed to do an extra amount of com- communication around the COVID-19 mm-hmm. virus. So, what, is, what is this COVID-19 virus you're talking about? Well, I don't know. I heard about it like two weeks ago. And I guess I can't go see my mom at Christmas unless I quarantine. But I understand it's it's awful. And yesterday was the highest day of deaths in wow. the nation. Wow. So, but... Is your, we is, are not participating in COVID at Lion Share. That's that that's is our good. that is what we have said. I have a bracelet Company on policy. that in the recession of 08, we said it says we are not participating in the recession. And I put that bracelet back on as soon as we went um, remote in March and I said we are not participating in COVID. So just get that mindset, everybody right now. And fortunately we have not. It so. rules are rules, you know. Yep. So your your customer base, right? Are you mostly hospitals? Are you looking at kind of like the the medical emergency centers? Is this mom and pop doctors' offices? So for folks who are yep. listening, who would see how this service could help them, who is it that's like your perfect customer? We can serve all of those, but primarily we serve healthcare systems across the United States that are, have somewhere between five and twenty five hospitals in their system wow. or large independent. Um, specialty clinics or things like that is typically what we do. 
How has that changed? It's just curiosity, right? You talked about, I mean, you, you didn't go get a medical degree. Um, no. How has this changed just the daily interactions that you have with folks who are on the healthcare side as far as what you have to know or what you don't need to know in order to do business with the medical community? That That is a really good question. And multiple times over 25 years, we have said, let's get into some other industries, some other verticals. And there are so many acronyms in the healthcare industry, and they're on the financial industry as well. Um, we've done a, had a few financial clients and higher ed clients over the years, but um, once you become an expert in this field, you can speak to doctors and CEOs, and, and you understand it, and it's super complicated. Healthcare is very, very complicated. Sure. How you the, how insurance works, how you get paid, how you don't get paid, reimbursements. It's not like buying a product like a TV where you decide and Nebraska Furniture Mart has a special. You go in, you buy a TV, you pay for it, and it's yours. When you go in and have your knee replaced, you might be paying on that bill for over a year mm-hmm. before the insurance settles how much they're going to pay. So it's it's hard to know. Um, when you're making money and when you're not making money. Or the hospital just decides to yes. bill you after you already paid your exactly. bill in full, saying, oh, yeah, we very, forgot about this it's, $200 bill yes. of Advil. Yeah, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. So okay. we, we've stayed, and it's been good to us. Yeah. So we've stayed there. So as far as your your role in growing your company, right, is, is your goal to currently, is the big initiative to get more customers, is it to create new products that help serve your existing customers? Like what are the the biggest things that you are focusing on right now to ensure that that you guys get to continue being, you know, one of the best in the business? We have focused on picking the right clients. So we learned um, probably five years ago that going after huge, giant healthcare systems is not a fit for us. Mm-hmm. We pride ourselves on white glove service, and it's very hard to give white glove service to a firm or a healthcare system that has, you know, a hundred customers that need you. We're not a large organization. We're 35 people. Okay. So it's important to us that the number one thing we do is outservice our competitors. And so we have some very large sales forces, one of our competitors. We have large competitors, but we win on the service end of things. So 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 winning. Let's stick mm-hmm. there. What really goes into winning and how does that look? Are you involved in new pitches? Do you have a team that is involved in those? Are they paid based upon contracts that they win? Is everyone paid based on bonus or on recurring revenue? Sort of what does that model look like for growth? I'll I'll answer that first. Um, We have no folks at LionShare that are on commission. So all bonuses are planned um, twice a year and it's based on how the company's producing. So and every if you're there you get a bonus. If you were there one week you get you get a piece of the of the action. Um, and now I forgot the other question before that. Uh, oh, about the pitch. Um, I'm I used to be involved heavily in all of the pitches and now I have a couple of amazing people that do that. So I'm more now typically a hunter. So and it's been hard this year cuz we're not doing any conferences. But I usually spend time with current clients and then ask them for referrals and then get introductions that way and then I usually do maybe the first call, perhaps the first presentation and then I pretty much step out. Sure. Ha- looking Unless I come back for strategy. A lot of times I like sure. the strategy part, so. Yep. And I so like but, but with growing then, you know, one of the things that I always focus on is capital. So it's a fairly capital, capital non-intensive business by any means. It's just a function of success rate. Is that correct? Yeah, I think the capital need was earlier on in the company. And then um, my old boss, who I'm so grateful that he fired me, taught me to ask our <laughs> <laughs> clients for deposits on the front end. 
So early on, I, I learned to take 50% of the project on the front end. And so that really is sort of how we finance Lionshare early on. So as far as what you're hoping to accomplish next year, next five years, is it, are, are you hoping to grow your company in the sense of bringing on more people? Do you guys feel like with the 35 folks that you have that you can continue to service more and more business? Like what is the growth plan for y'all? Well, we like to grow 10 to 20% a year. Okay. So, and we haven't always done that. And um, the growth plan, one of the things we had to do was uh, change the way we were managing some of the data because it required too many man and woman hours. Mm -hmm. So uh, our programmers have developed the product, we call it internally as Rocket, but a new way to crunch billions of rows of data, which doesn't require as much babysitting by the folks at the company. Yeah. So that was one thing we did, which can allow us to take on several more clients because we don't need the babysitting of the data crunching. Sure. Um, so that's one thing that we did. And then I think it really helped us to, um, we hired last year a client service director. Mm. And this woman manages the folks that m work with our clients and manage our clients. And we really have put together a lot of new processes to make that more swift and easier for everybody to understand. We're very process heavy. We, we do understand and have always understood that if you have process, um, we can put the pressure on the process and not the people at the company. So is the process broken? Is someone not following the process? So mm -hmm. we are really processed out about 100% at Lionshare. Makes it you, really, really easy to be scalable and sure. profitable. And that's how you grow your business yep. by not being dependent on a single person. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things I want to ask that was brought to our attention earlier, you might not know if it was brought to our attention, but uh, this is going to potentially require you to divulge your age. Um, I'm all right with that. Apparently you, for fun, <laughs> like to beat other people up. I don't know if it's for fun. It's good exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind boxing. Would you mind sort of talking about um, uh, a battle that you had with sure. someone – Younger than you? Sure. Um, almost a year ago, on December 7th last year, I stepped into the cage at Ameristar and did a fight with a young girl, 21. I was 58 at the time, and um, we went three rounds. I knocked her out in 50 <laughs> seconds into round three. I knocked her down in round one, but she got back up, and it really pissed me off. <laughs> I was like, stay down. But, um, yeah, I trained for it for a couple years with three different trainers, and I just it was something I wanted to do, and it was really good for my physical health and my mental health. I still um, train three days a week, and if I hadn't promised my daughter and one of my great friends, Angie, that I would never get in a cage again, I, I would probably do two fights a year, but— it's not safe. I mean, it doesn't feel good to get hit in the head. <laughs> was there a winning? Was, did you have a purse that you collected at the end? No, I was amateur. Amateur. Yep. Just bragging rights. Yep. Just get Just to say I beat the crap out of a 21-year-old. You did it at a casino. Did you always bet on yourself? No. <laughs> no, I would bet on Laura Lee Jones every day of the week. <laughs> anybody, that anybody that knows me bet on me. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, we could continue chatting, and I know there's lots of other stories to tell, but the purpose of this is to be brief, right? Yeah, so I love that. We, we really appreciate you coming on board and sharing a little bit more about what you do and um, look forward to, to getting to know you more in real life. In um, real life, with the, a beer. With, with, and no mask, right? Well, what, about, and, what about whiskey? Right. I see, love whiskey. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're, we're more whiskey I'm folks from Wisconsin. <laughs> we call Wisconsin whiskey. <laughs> um, special thanks to Enterprise Bank for putting this all together. Thank you for taking the time out today to hang out with us. Uh, Thanks hope for you inviting have, uh, me. An amazing I appreciate it. Christmas and holiday season, and, and, and we'll, we'll hang out soon. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Andy.